0: You're listening to Do What You Want Radio, a podcast series for creative entrepreneurs, freelancers, and those ready to learn how to do what they want. I'm your host, Jordan Heffler. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Do What You Want Radio. I'm sitting here with Jennifer Devereaux of Gen D Photography, a music photographer that I have looked up to for a while now, and she drove all the way from Hattiesburg to come to my ratchet little apartment and chat with me. So, hey, Jen. Hi. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming. Um, So... Yeah, you're a really established music photographer, but you also do other photography, too. Um, But tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and how you got started, what you currently do, etc.
1: Well, I got started um, probably, I would say, back in 2008, officially. I started going to shows when I was younger, um, like a teenager, but um, I started sneaking in my camera, um, my digital point-and-shoot camera, into uh, disposable camera boxes because, For whatever reason, festivals allowed those disposable cameras in, but they didn't allow digital cameras. So I was sneaking in cameras, and I spent my whole time, you know, at the front of the barricade, because I pushed my way all the way up there, um, trying to get the shot. That's all I cared about was a one good shot with my crappy little point-and-shoot camera. But um, that's when I knew that I wanted to do music photography. Um, So I... I went ahead and got a second job um, to pay for an entry-level digital SLR. It was a Nikon D40X. I don't even remember how many pe- megapixels that was. But um, then I reached out to a local newspaper and asked them um, if they wouldn't mind me shooting uh, a concert for them. And in, in return for them, for giving them pictures, they would give me a press pass. Um, shout out to Jackie Lee. She was the, uh, editor of The Burger, which it was. Um, that was the name of the Hattiesburg newspaper. Um, but she, um, got me the press pass. I got into my first show, which was Taste of Chaos. And it was like Bullet for a Valentine, Avenged Sevenfold. Um, and then from there I networked with the local radio station about getting, um, photo passes for various events and, um... Shout out to DJ Don King and Sherry Marengo. They helped me out and they still help me out. I still work for them. Um, But yeah, that's how I got started. Um, And I ended up in the Voodoo Fest Photo Pit, which is one of the um, festivals that I was pushing my way up to the barricade for um, that next year. So it was kind of cool to um, have that happen so quickly for me. Um, But yeah, now I shoot music photography for various outlets. Um, I do wire agency, a wire agency. Um, I, I shoot for
0: radio and I shoot for some online blogs, but that's what I do now. So doing that got you into photography as a whole or were you already doing photography before the music photography?
1: Um, I wasn't, like, officially doing photography. I just really liked cameras. Like, I always was kind of obsessed with cameras when I was little um, and played with them a lot. But I wasn't really doing any kind of photography prior. Um, I did um, segue into doing wedding and portrait, like, family portraits um, to supplement income Mm because, you know, that's good money. Um, But
0: um, prior to that, it was always I wanted to be a music photographer. So, is there a certain genre of music that you like to photograph more than others, or do you kind of just take what you can get?
1: Generally, I like mostly rock and metal, but um, um, as of late, I've been opening up more to like more pop artists. They have great lighting, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they have a lot of money in production, so definitely um, I like photographing them. Um, And then I also, too, I've just been getting into bands, Um, I go to a lot of shows, and I'll um, check out the opening bands. Um, sometimes the music is not really the same kind of genre sometimes, and I get really, and um, I get introduced to the bands I would have never listened to before by mm-hmm. going to the opening acts. Um, but yeah, I just kind of like all kinds of music, and
0: I like new music. So now that you're pretty established in your area, are a lot of bands and publications reaching out to you, or are you kind of on the hunt looking for the gigs? <sighs>
1: I think I'm always on the hunt. Like, I never really, I still don't get asked by bands or anything like that. Like, I'm always um, hustling, trying to get Mm -hmm. work (laughs) still to this day. It's like, I've been doing this for like, what, like 11 years and I'm still like trying to find work always.
0: Well, it seems that you're pretty widespread. Like, I feel like you do a lot of traveling for your music photography. Tell me about some of the stuff that you've traveled to do. Um, so I've gone,
1: let's see, I've gone to festivals to shoot marketing like in Atlanta or, um, even in New Orleans. And then I've also gone to, let's say Las Vegas for iHeartRadio. I wasn't actually a photographer for that though. I did, um, what's, um it was, I was a photo editor. So what they do is they have their established photographers and, um, then they have these runners and they'll run cards to you and you'll edit in real time while the the, fe- the festival's going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was a lot of fun. That was also a lot harder than I expected it to be because I had never done that kind of editing that fast and it was very overwhelming. But it was a lot of fun, and I feel like I've learned a lot doing that, and I and I love doing that. I've gone two years now. Mm-hmm. I love it. I do.
0: I feel like that's similar, to If anyone had listened to the interview with Kyle Zedeker for the sports photography, he said the same kind of thing. When he's shooting a game, they have card runners come out, and they're trying to edit for the sports photos to come yeah. out in real time. So um, it definitely still happens in the music world, too, yeah. I feel like. Um, versus you taking portraits of someone and you're not going to go home and edit that day. Typically, right. you usually have like a week or two to get those back to the client.
1: Well, also too, shooting for wire, it is kind of the same. Um, my wire agency isn't as like strict as Getty. Um, I can pretty much, because I, I do a lot of traveling. Like the closest I I travel, the closest I go is, is an hour and a half to New Orleans. Um, and... I usually come home that night and edit. Mm-hmm. So um, I also have a day job, so I have to get up super early for that. So going to bed really late editing, that's always fun the next day. But um, it's not as demanding as, like, Getty, that, who who need it within, like, gosh, I don't even know. I know that, like, I have friends who are in Getty, and they are, like, rushing home to, like, get those up as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that's – the the quicker you get it up, the more likely it's going to get – picked.
0: Can you explain to everybody a little bit more about what wire service is and yeah. shooting wire? So
1: it's like a, a syndication. So how it works is I'll go and like say I'll shoot a show. Um, when I go to edit, I will um, pull it into Lightroom and then I'll fill out all the metadata about like the the date, what it was, who it was. You have to fill out all the members of the band members names. So if you don't know, you have to Google all that. Um, and each shot. So, like, there's only, like, a couple of band members. It, it changes. So, like, you're either either got, like, a wide shot of all the band members and you're putting all the names in. Or you're picking out, like, individual shots and putting their names. And it's, it's very hard to do very quickly. Um, but I'm getting better at it. And also, shooting or editing for iHeart really helped me with that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Um, and then you upload it to the Wire Agency's site. And then they distribute it out to their people. It's different publications pick up from them. And, like, if, if like, People Magazine wants to use a picture of Justin Timberlake, um, they'll search and they'll find the one that they like. If it happens to be yours, they license it. My wire agency gets a
0: cut and then I get a cut, which... Um, yeah, it, that's, that's basically how it works. So shooting for wire is something that you have to apply to be able to do. It's not just thing everyone can just sign up for. It.
1: Right. So they reached out to me for this. Um, but from what I'm being told from other wire um, agency photographers, it's, it's really hard to get on because they have only so many in the locations. Um, whereas my wire agency is, um, it's based out of the UK. So I can travel anywhere I want to shoot as long as someone else isn't already shooting that show. Mm -hmm. Um, But most other wire agencies have specific people for those locations. So um, unless someone quits or they, unless they have a need for another one, you'll likely not have a, a job opening, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. Um, it's Yeah, it's it's kind of hard. So that's why there's, like, the same Getty photographers mm-hmm. at every New Orleans event. And oh, yeah. whatever. So how does it work if it's, like, a festival? Because I know, like, when I shoot Voodoo or something, there's, like, a million wire photographers who obviously aren't local because I wouldn't see them at other shows regularly. So they're traveling to this festival from somewhere else. How does that work when there's so many people shooting for the same wire agency in the pit?
1: I think what it is is there's also preference, like, on... Like the photographer themselves, like I, I really can't speak to it because I don't know for them. But I think that it has to do with um, this. This photographer goes to this festival pretty often. We're going so to get did Yeah, yeah. And it, I think that it does work where they have like, um, like a, a system where you can apply to do certain things, um, and they'll do it based on if they, I guess, if they have someone in that area versus someone who's not going to do it. Um, also, I'm sure tenure has something
0: to do with it. Right. But um, So, when you're shooting for a wire agency, um, are you applying to shoot these shows on your own? Or is the agency applying on your behalf?
1: The, well, I apply just because I have a good relationship with my wire agency editor. They know that I am um, um, pretty good about the communication with mm-hmm. those people. Um, however, some, I think they do... I do apply for them on their behalf. I'm not sure how that works. Um, I will say that um, I thought when I got the wire job that it was going to be like, great, I'm going to be approved for everything. Well, as it turns out, um, a lot of bands and festivals don't really like to approve wire because they have no control of the images. I mean, they're going to a site where any publication can pick it up. So if you happen to have a terrible photo, which I would hope no one would post terrible photos of the band members, but like for instance, the Beyonce, the Beyonce. Yeah. Um, that's a good, um, I don't know, like something like that would be terrible to pose. And so, um, they don't have control of those
0: images. So, for y'all that don't know about this Beyoncé debacle, there was a picture of her, what, at the Super Bowl?
1: I think it was, The one here
0: in New Orleans? Ah, I can't remember. I feel like it was that one. But either way, she was making some, like, real stank face Mm -hmm. because she was dancing, and someone got this photo of her, and it was really not flattering of her. And it kind of turned into, like, a meme and Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff, and she has a million bajillion dollars and made sure that it was shut down. Her PR people went to work. So I guess that's an example. And that's also why she doesn't really accept much press ever at at all, all because she doesn't, one, need it. And two, she can hire her own photographer to do that. So it would be impossible really to apply and shoot for a Beyonce show. But because of that photo, I think the whole industry followed suit Mm -hmm. to kind of crack down on that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: And then there's, there's certain bands like, who was it? Was it, I think it was, was Paris that had this whole aesthetic going where they were like mm-hmm. only black and white or mm-hmm. something like that. And um and they wouldn't allow certain press because they had a, a house like a tour photographer that was getting all the images that they could say if like a magazine wanted to do an article on them, well they'll just reach out to the, public. the publicist will give that tour photographer's right. photos to that that publication. But yeah, so I mean, when I apply for wire a lot of times it it gets denied.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember that was a whole thing with that Fallout Boy Fall Out show Boy, a couple yeah. years ago that I got to shoot randomly for a small website and then you didn't get to shoot right, it and no. you shoot for this big wire agency and it blew my mind. Yeah. Um but that's a situation too where it's hard to believe like they have quote unquote control of the images cuz I didn't have to sign a contract yeah. like it was just Yeah, I guess a small publication.
1: I guess that what they're s- seeing it as is like news agencies mm-hmm. having, you know, firsthand at these images versus maybe a blog or um, something where the public could actually go to that and be like, hey, we don't like this image. Can you take it down? Right. So.
0: Well, so I got a lot of questions when I asked my Instagram, on my Instagram story, like, what do you want to hear from me? And these were kind of things people wanted to hear from like a solo episode. But because I have you here and you've been doing it longer, can you explain to everybody the general process of like applying or how to even get credentialed to shoot a concert?
1: Yeah. So. I get that question a lot. I'll get people emailing me and asking how they can get started, um, getting access and things like that. Um, you you want to have some some sort of publication to shoot for. Um, a lot of times, bands don't really or publicists won't approve just freelance for your portfolio. So you're going to want a publication. And honestly, there's a lot of um, outlets, online blogs and such that are you know welcoming to new photographers. Um, so that's your first step. Um, once you've established that with a publication or an outlet, what you'll want to do is have them reach out on your behalf, or if they allow you to reach out, you're going to want to email the publicist. And I get a lot of people who ask me, well, how do you find the publicist's email? Well, it's a lot of networking, a lot of networking, a lot of Googling. Um, I tell people, believe it or not, if you go to a band's Facebook page and go to their about section, um, they will have an email for a publicist, an email for a tour manager. Um, Start with a publicist and usually if it's the wrong person, they will direct you in the right direction. Um, And you want to just kind of be really nice and say, you know, hey, um, I'm reaching out because I was wanting to get a photo pass and or ticket review for um, this show on this date with this band, um, for this publication. And and it's important to give stats for a publication in your email because they want to see that. And, you know, it's all in one email and they don't have to go and search that. Um, And then, let's see, that's your first step. And then if they deny you, which it happens to the best of us. All the time. (laughs) Um, Just be really nice. And um, I can't tell you how many times, like, I've seen photographers like get on like public forums and just say, this band denied me. I can't believe it. Like they're nothing like, and they just denied me. Never think that you are, um, privileged, (laughs) privileged. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, you know, they have their reasons. I mean, it may not be a good fit with that outlet. Um, you may not have enough, like, like your statistics may not be good enough for that outlet, um, or they may just be at capacity. I mean, that just happens. Um, just be really nice say, thank you, uh, keeping in mind for next time, if you ever need a photographer. Um, but yeah, and ask to be put on the email list so that they can tell you when, uh, some of their newer artists are coming out. And if they see that you are, um, you know, wanting to cover their newer artists, um, you'll build that
0: relationship with them. So let's talk about getting denied for a second, because oh, that's yeah. something I don't think people understand happens so often on the back end. And oh, yeah. so what was like your first reaction to getting denied for like the first time, if you can remember? Oh, I'm
1: trying to think back. It's been so many denials since then. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess I was disappointed, but I never I never was the person that was like, oh, you know, well, I I deserve to be there, mm-hmm. so I just will be like, oh, okay, thank you. Um, but yeah, sometimes it is is kind of um, disappointing, especially like if you've if it's like a festival and like you are intending to shoot it shot it it the past two years let's say and then you've already booked your hotel or whatever and then they deny you close to time before the festival and you're like oh man that sucks
0: yeah I don't think people also realize how last minute a lot of this stuff happens like journal I guess because music photography falls into journalism and that kind of falls under like news and so that stuff is ever changing I mean you can get approved literally an hour before and mm-hmm. you live an hour away yeah um, and that's happened to me or you just never hear back at all so you're kind of like assuming that you're going to go because stranger things have happened. You've been approved the day of, but then nobody gets back to you at all. And so you're kind of left hanging. Like, do I need to drive an hour or I need to go?
1: Yeah. You go to the ticket box, uh, the box office and there's no photo pass or ticket and nobody's heard anything about you.
0: Right. And then you have all these emails and they're like, that's not sufficient enough. So, I mean, all those things have happened to me for sure. And I haven't been doing it near as long as you. So it's definitely frustrating. It never knock on wood ever happens smoothly i feel like you never just like get approved show up get your photo pass walk in like no issues there's right. always an issue or like a delay or you got the photo pass but not the ticket or the ticket but oh, not the yeah. photo pass or like they forgot to send the list to the box office oh, or whatever um and i mean i have like gone round and around with people i'm like calling you know whatever like record company at like 5 p.m. on a Friday trying to get a hold of someone to confirm that I'm approved so I can go tell the manager of the venue that I'm not like trying to sneak my way in. But right. It's always a whole hassle. But um, what about getting approved? Like what is some of the most exciting what are some of the most exciting things you've been approved for?
1: Oh man. Um Metallica for one. That was my number one bucket list. I think in one year I, I knocked off All three of my top three bucket lists. It Mm -hmm. was Metallica, Green Day, and Red Hot Chili Peppers. And Mm -hmm. you were at Red Hot
0: Chili Peppers. That was a that was (laughs) that was a fluke thing that I was at though because I won a contest. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Super random. Well, that is still cool though. I mean, and it
1: was it was more difficult shooting that one than I expected. I remember I even messaged you and I was like in tears. I was like, did your pictures come out? Because mine didn't turn out so good.
0: Sometimes those big arenas shows like I forget like how good the production is and so my settings aren't quite right because everything's so much brighter than mm-hmm. I'm thinking and when you're only there for three songs you just are snapping snapping <gasps> snapping sometimes yeah. you can't like really review what you got and then you have to do a lot of like magic oh yeah post-processing later I
1: definitely had to for those but yeah I think also I'm I love I love rock and metal music but I also love Katy Perry mm-hmm. so it was really exciting to get approved for Katy Perry um she was soundboard which And also Taylor Swift. That was another good one. Explain what that means to everybody. Soundboard or front of house is, uh, it's generally at the back of the venue. So you're going to be behind all the people on the floor. Um, you better hope you rented a big lens because that's what I have to do. Um, for Taylor Swift, I spent $350 of my own money to rent a 400 millimeter lens.
0: Yeah. Which is what you shoot like football games. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Great lens. I mean that, those pictures were super sharp, but, um, but yeah, like when you're, at, and, and if you're getting approved last minute, like sometimes you don't know, sometimes I can't, and there's nothing in New Orleans or close by where you no. can rent a lens and I'm just like,
0: okay, 7,200 it is. Make it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, when I was first kind of trying to get into stuff, one of the big things I was approved for last minute was Lil Wayne in Lafayette and I was still working my day job as a graphic designer and you know, the concert was supposed to be like at six or seven and I didn't go up till five and it's an hour drive and there's traffic and didn't know. And um, my boss let me get off a little early and let me go because it was super exciting and I got there and it was soundboard no one told me and I had a 50 millimeter lens oh no <laughs> it was like such That's a like waste of my time and then I didn't have a ticket to stay so I literally shot the three songs they escorted me out of the Cajun Dome and yeah. they're like, goodbye. And I was yeah. like, well, the- so I drove an hour to shoot for 15 minutes with a lens that wasn't right and then had to leave. That sucks. <laughs> and that's the thing. A lot of
1: people think that music photography is this glamorous job where you're backstage hanging out with a band. Mm-hmm. And and really, you're for me anyways, I'm being escorted in, um, three songs, no flash, and then escorted out. Because um, a lot of times, especially if you're shooting with wire, um, I don't ask for a review ticket I, I mean, you could, I guess, to stay, but I mean, I'm not reviewing, so I don't want to take that away from somebody else. Um, so it's first, I'll drive an hour and a half to New Orleans, uh, first three songs, pay $20 in parking, mm-hmm. um, and then... Get Taco Bell and leave. Taco Bell <laughs> is it. That's <laughs> what literally it my yeah. life. Uh, yeah, that's it. And it's not that glamorous. I mean, if, if you're looking for a job where you're like hanging out with a band and, um, you know, you know, watching the whole all the shows for free like that's, that's not, not really not for like, you. This is no. not for you. I mean, tour photography maybe, but I mean, the instant they see that you're a fangirl, they're gonna be like, yeah, no,
0: right. <laughs> so I mean, sometimes though there are cool experiences where you get to talk to the artist or mm-hmm. whatever. It hardly ever happens, and just because like. You have a photo that looks like it's close up. That might mean that you were using a four hundred millimeter lens from the back <laughs> of the venue. Like people think that like you're, oh yeah, you know, high fiving them and like talking. Oh, no, that's not the case. Talking shop and hanging, but no, they. I mean, they don't know you exist. There's twenty people in the pit. We're all taking pictures. We get escorted out, and then it's bye. But there are sometimes where depending on who you were hired by or whatever, right? Um, that you get to talk to the artist. Do you have any experiences with that?
1: Um, I've done interviews. So like, um, I'll sometimes with um, the online publications that I shoot for, I'll do interviews and that's really cool. Um, I mean, writing is not my, um, it's not one of my best qualities. I'm not very good at writing at all. Um, but I like to do interviews because I like to really be able to ask questions to artists that I would be like, if if I were sitting in a room with this person, I'd love to ask them these questions. Mm -hmm. So I do like to do interviews, um, transcribing, I'm not good at, like, um, the editorial-style transcribing, so I'll do, like, the Q&A style, where it's, like, question, then answer. Question, then answer. Same here. Um, But, yeah, I like doing interviews. That's the only time I really hang out with an artist, and it's really cool because a lot of times they're laid back, and I'll try to get portraits when I can. I'm trying to
0: think if there's any other times. Did you... Did you get to interview Taylor Momsen, or were you just next to her? What was that? No, was, yeah,
1: I did, ta- I did interview Taylor did? Momsen. Okay, yeah. I remember
0: that, because I was sitting, like, in the same room as her, and I was flipping out, because I'm a Gossip Girl fan. I know she, like, denounces <laughs> Gossip Girl to the end, oh, but yeah. I remember being in that room and being like, oh my god, Taylor, like, Cindy well, Lou, who's over there? I think it wasn't that that time I didn't
1: interview her, but the first time, I think it was, I shot Rockville, which was, like, 2014. Um, it was when uh, Pretty Reckless was still somewhat new. Um... And, um, I interviewed the whole band and she was really nice. Um, I, I heard that she was, you know, she's really like, like kind of like, I don't know. I've heard that she's kind of mean in interviews, but she was really super nice, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. And I love her music. That was fun. And, yeah. I was, and I also watched Gossip Girl, so yes. I knew all about Gossip Girl.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, at Voodoo and Pretty Reckless played, and we were in the press lounge, and she was just chilling there, like, in sunglasses. I was, like, trying not to be a fan girl because that's part of the job, too, is that, like, we do have access yeah. sometimes to be close to people, but you can't be too excited, yeah. or else, like, it looks unprofessional, and you right. probably won't get to do it again. But it's hard to contain it sometimes when you're, like, shooting an artist you like, or you're, like, singing along to the music in the pit, or whatever. It's really yeah. hard to not.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, too, like... I think it's important not to not to fangirl, but I mean, but you do love the music. You can't help but not love the music. That's why you do this. Like right. it makes me so excited to be able to shoot bands that I really like. Um but yeah, you do have to like maintain a sense of like professionalism when you're around the artist for sure. Um but yeah, like yeah, Taylor
0: Momsen was a good one. Like I forgot about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, so what are your duties as a music photographer? Like what is your client or publication usually looking for from you?
1: Um, like aesthetic or like Everything. anything. Um so you want to I mean, you know, obviously get a good variety of images of all of the bands, members, um, and then also a good variety of wide shots and close up shots. Um, and then depending on if it's a gallery versus like a review, if it's a gallery, I can just send the pictures over, um, edited. If it's a review, you try to get that. I try to get mine like in the, like in a couple of days. I know that a lot of publications are like a week or something, mm-hmm. but I try to get it pretty quick. Um, if it's a festival and I've done like a ton of interviews, it may be a week, but, um, you just try to be quick. And, um, um, one of the. Um, Publications I shoot for a Substream. And they use, like, WordPress. So you'll go and you'll you'll type everything up, and then it'll be sent for approval. Mm -hmm. And so once it's approved, they post it when it fits their schedule. Um, But, yeah, that's
0: pretty much it. So is music photography something that you think you need to have, like, quality gear for? Because I know there's always this, like big fight about like, use the tools you have versus you should get the best lens. And I know I talked to Kyle a little bit about this in sports photography, where it seems to be very important that you have the top of the line quality gear, because you literally have limitations on where you can stand to take the pictures. Do you find that in music photography, you can kind of fake it till you make it with what you have for a while or do you need like quality gear
1: oh absolutely absolutely you can fake it till you make it I have had the same lenses for years um I had to um get a new body because one of my um Nikon bodies crapped out on me I mean I'd used it for years so um I got my worth out of it but um yeah I use the same gear unless I I, it breaks so um I use a seventy two hundred and a fifty millimeter and a fourteen twenty four, um, and I have my Nikon D eight ten and my Nikon D seven hundred. I like to I like to keep two bodies on me so I don't have to switch lenses too often because when you when you're switching lenses you you have that's when you're gonna like drop it and break it or you're gonna have like problems with the um, the sensor having stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have dust and everything like that, but. Um, so I like to keep two bodies on me at once so I don't have to change lenses often. But literally like you could just you could have like an entry level camera to start out with and then just use like a fifty millimeter lens and then you know, upgrade from there I would say probably a twenty four seventy would be probably your next mm-hmm. best lens to have. But my seventy two hundred is my favorite. That is my favorite lens, and I use it for everything. Even small pits, like I'll get to the side because everyone wants to be front and center. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be at the side so I can get good angles from the side from a little bit further. Gives that depth yeah. of field, and you don't get
0: mics and faces. Yeah, and exactly. I kind of
1: think that's probably the best bit of advice I can give anybody that's starting out new in in the pit. Don't jump like run into the pit and go front and center with the lead singer you're gonna mm-hmm. have that mic stand in your way you don't
0: want that yeah I feel like it's very rare that I get a centered shot from yeah that pit and if I do it's because the mic's offset or they're like holding a mic yeah um and usually the what's it called the um the monitors are all over oh, the stage the and they block the feet and they drive me crazy and I there's some this. venues that don't have them up front um and so I'm always trying to get full body shots like in between the monitors because like it's cutting off the feet in half of my shots. Oh yeah. Um well okay, so this is kind of a shift of talking here. But so you're also a mom. Yeah. And I think you're like one of the coolest moms I probably know. Just based on like your Facebook, like you crack me up with all the (laughs) things you post about your kids. But what is it like to have such a cool job, like what you do in a demanding, time demanding job, but also be a mom? Like, how does that work for you?
1: Well, I will say that my projection, my career projection has gone a little bit slower than I had intended because I have kids and I don't mind it. Um, whereas like, you know, I've been doing this 11 years and the opportunities I'm getting now are something that maybe someone who has been doing this for like two years or, you know, they've had these opportunities a long time ago. Um, but I mean, it's my kids like it, I hope. I don't shoot a lot of the music that they like, which... Doesn't I,
0: Lux love Drake?
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lux loves Drake. She does love Drake. How old is Lux? She is seven. She cracks she, me up. She loves David Bowie. She loves Kiss. She's crazy. But she's always... We have a we have a, a little um, dachshund puppy. Mm-hmm. And his name is Z- Ziggy. And she's always like, Ziggy, do you love me? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. No, she's crazy. I mean, the great thing about being a mom is that... Um, I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this. But um, being a mom is great, but it doesn't define you. Mm-hmm. You can be your own person and do things um, beyond being a mom. Um, and I think it's important that I'm showing my three girls. I have a 19-year-old Savannah, 17, a 16-year-old, she's about to be 17, Clover, and my 7-year-old Lux. Um, they're all girls, and I want them to know that they can be whatever they want to be. If they want to be a photographer or if they want to be a barista, whatever you want to do, you can do it. Um, But you don't have to be defined by anything. I think growing up in the South, it's been kind of hard too because I get a lot of people saying, well, you know, what are you... (laughs) Like, why
0: aren't you home? Why aren't you at home with your
1: kids, you know? And I'm like, well, I mean, I have a great husband who helps out with the kids. Um, Shout out, Scott. Love ya. Um, He does. He helps a lot. And he knows that this is my dream. Um, And he does what he can to help me mm-hmm. achieve my dream. Um, and also, my kids are really great about it, too, because, like, I'll be sitting on the couch, and, like, I'll be like, Clover, I'll be like, which picture looks better, this one or this one? <laughs> and she'll be like, that one on the left. So I got I got my um, my editors at home to help me.
0: Well, I feel like they probably don't have a lot of friends with moms doing something as cool as this. Yeah. So do you ever get to bring your kids to the concerts you shoot? Um, I've never,
1: I've only ever attempted that once, and the... And I brought Savannah, and um, it was for a bullet for a Valentine concert. She had a blast. Um, the only time I've ever done that that time was because they had given me two photo passes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we have a plus one. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll bring Savannah. Because I think she wanted to go to a Sleeping with Sirens concert, which mm-hmm. was also that night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to um, split time at that place and the other concert. So um, she came with me. But... I mean, I would love to do that more often. I'm just kind of weird about asking for another photo pass, you know, because right. I'm like... Or plus one or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I always get weird about that, so I never ask. But my kids are always like, take me with you, especially now that, like, they found out, like, Clover found out that um, uh, Lana Del Rey is going to be at Buku Fest, mm-hmm. and so she's like,
0: take me with you.
1: <laughs> are you going to
0: shoot bu- Buku or...
1: Well, are you are going to apply I'm, to I'm shoot? I'm going to Uka? apply, yeah. <laughs> um, but I can only shoot... Um, actually, the only day I can shoot is the one that Lana Del Rey is playing because I have a wedding I'm shooting that Saturday. So I'll only be able to shoot one day.
0: I don't even know. I haven't been in a couple... I only went the one year I did, and I really... I'm on the record here. I hate EDM. More than <laughs> anything in my life, it's the worst. I'm sorry if you're an EDM artist and you want to hire me, I'll still do it if you pay me. But I hated it. Like, I did not have a good time. But since then, they've really changed the lineup to yeah, be a little more
1: diverse. It, oh, absolutely. It's way more diverse. I will. Yeah, I agree with you on EDM. It's
0: hard to shoot. It's hard to shoot, and I just generally hate it. Yeah. So it's a it's a hard thing for me to do. Um, And that was one of the times, I think, when I got to do Voodoo not this past time, but the time before when I got to shoot some of the artists, they had me on the EDM stage mostly, which was like a love hate thing. Cause it's cool to shoot from the stage, yeah, but it's also like meh.
1: To yeah. shoot EDM. I feel like if you shoot EDM, you have to shoot from the stage because yeah. they're always on these huge platforms and their lighting is like strobes all the time.
0: Yeah. And so if you're not getting them with their computers or, you know, discs or whatever they're using. I mean, cause everyone's different. Some people like literally are on their laptops. Some of them are actually like mixing records. Either way, you can't see that from the pit or the crowd. You just see like fireworks. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really hard to shoot, but um, no, Buku seems like it's doing a lot more now. And that's a big festival in new Orleans, but it might be during South by Southwest, which I am going to do again this year. So I don't Maybe. know. Maybe i
1: South by Southwest. I'd love to do it one,
0: one year, but it looks overwhelming. It's so ex- I was so overly stimulated after last year. Because you know David, right? Yeah. Yeah, so shout out David. I want you on the podcast, too. Yeah, David. We'll talk to you eventually. But it, he was really great at, like, um, showing me the ropes. But it was, like, a solid, I don't even know, like, 11 sleep, or 12 days. It was hard. So, basically, we'd shoot events all day because we were shooting for sponsorship. So, mostly shooting the branded events for the sponsors of the events. And said so there were usually overlap. There was usually overlap with concerts because there'd be a concert yeah. at the event. So, um, shooting music and general marketing stuff, but, I mean, you're kind of at the mercy of trying to do all these events in a day and then having to go home and edit them so you can have, like, selects up so that South by can post the gallery the next day and then, you know, go to bed at, like, 2, 3 a.m., wake up at like 9, go do it again, and it was, like, an 11-day thing, I feel like, and this year I think I might be going a little longer because I missed part of it last year, but it was hard, but it really like you said, you learned from iHeartRadio. This, it really kicked me into gear to learn all kinds of stuff about like only bring what you need because I'm carrying it all day. There's nowhere for me to put my stuff. You're just like carrying your crap with you all over. Get comfortable shoes. (laughs) Um, Don't care so much about what I look like because it's literally just like you're out there and then just being quick and in and out and just trying to get like the shots as fast as you can so you can get to the next event which is if, I mean, if I would have done this like three or four years ago, I would have taken 30 minutes per shot and like composing it and carrying and this teaches you to like kind of get it fast (laughs) yeah and
1: that's a lot of marketing too yeah
0: yeah so you've shot some of the marketing sides for festivals right
1: yeah it's I'm gonna be honest like it's not my favorite thing to do um I do it because I want to um expand my tool belt Mm -hmm. I like to try new things and you never know like um you put that on your resume and you're just like they're like oh okay we've done this before so you know how to do this um it actually um um Shout out to Katrina Barber. Yes, um, also she a great st- photographer. Yeah. She, um, she got me my first um, marketing photography gig with music midtown. That was fun. It was a lot of work. There's a yeah. lot of running along around for that. Also um, that helped segue me into a um, sponsor, sponsorship slash marketing gig with welcome to Rockville. Um, Cause I had already had experience with that. So I was able to right. show them that. Um, and yeah, it's it's not like my favorite thing I would love to do just music, but um sometimes, you know, they want like someone you know, more bang for their buck that they can do music and marketing. Mm-hmm. So if you have that, um you're more likely to get like um that kind of gig. But um yeah, I mean, I've done that and I've done what else have I done that's been different than just music? I don't know. That's pretty much it. I I want to do I want to do um More portraits, though, this year, I think, like, band portraits and Mm -hmm. things like that. I don't even know how to get started in that, like, unless you're doing, like, an interview. I don't know. I would like to do more of that.
0: That's something that I struggle with, because it's always this, like, epic struggle of, like, bands are broke, Mm -hmm. so they don't want to pay you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But photographers are also broke and are hustling. Yeah. So getting bands to agree to do portraits for an actual, like, like, the same rate that I would charge for senior pictures or something is hardly possible. Um, every now and then it'll happen, but I feel like that's what I want to do more of as well. Cause it's, you can be a little more creative and like doing like promo shots and that kind of thing. Um, but it's so hard because these bands are just starting out. They don't want to pay your yeah. hourly rate, which I can totally understand, but how do you deal with stuff like that? Like having to balance like mm. pricing and
1: that's hard. And that's like one of those touchy subjects because, um, you know, we all want to get paid obviously. Um, and, um, okay. So there's. There's a lot of photographers that think that you should get paid for everything. If a band posts a picture that you took at their concert, they should get paid for that. I, my personal take on that is that um, if it's like social media and they're just posting a picture for that night, they're not making money off of it. They got me into a concert you know, for free and I, I'm supposed to be getting paid by my publication. If I'm not, that's my choice. Um, But it's not their problem if I don't get paid. Mm -hmm. So if they want to post an image that I took from their concert, I am with credit. I love credit. (laughs) Um, I'm all for that. I think that's important um, to build those relationships with bands. Mm -hmm. Um, And you will, you're going to get like in a weird spot. I think you should, you should always choose your battles when it comes to bands, because I don't think that demanding, you know, credit or demanding um, pay for an image being used on social media that has nothing to do with any kind of, like payment or anything like Mm -hmm. nobody's getting paid for it um i think yeah pick your battles in that because you're gonna you're gonna i mean we could talk about that whole did you hear um what was the band
0: was it that like uh that metal band that's from with the girl yes Oh, that was a huge where are they from they're not from here like Sweden or yeah, something? Yeah, Sweden. Then that person. The got, photographer. Yeah, yeah, I read the whole thing on, what is it, Petapixel or Petapixel? I I mean, and I get
1: like where like people, like photographers want to get paid. And I do know that was like a, a clothing brand or something, but it was custom like for certain band members. Like it's not like one of those mm-hmm. brands where you can just go and be like, oh, I want to buy that. No, it's not like that. So, I don't know. Like, it was a huge deal.
0: I feel like it's a very controversial thing, and I want to bring it up with people on the podcast, but I don't want to, like, put people in a corner either. Because there's so many things that, like, I've done for free or in collaboration, but it's built my portfolio in the long run. Right. But you get to a point where, like, if it's not helping you, like, you'd be helping them more than they're helping you, then you need to get paid. Because collaborations only work when it's, like, an even exchange. Mm -hmm. And when you're starting out as a new photographer – like, the band's helping you more than you're helping them. Mm-hmm. They have other people taking pictures. Oh, And yeah. so you need photos to build it. But then once you get to that point where you're kind of either passing them up or, like, you'd be helping out the band, especially, like, local bands who just direct message me, like, hey, you want to come take pics? And I'm like, yeah, but, like, is, like, do I charge you? Like, Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, cause it's, it's not, like, I'm not new to this anymore. And right. So it's hard. But then, like, when these big bands walk all over photographers, that's, like, mm-hmm. such that a... that have money. Right. Or, like... But sometimes it's not the band. It's, like, the representation mm-hmm. or the record label or whatever. And so it's very touchy. Um, but I will just say as a whole, I've never made as much in the music photography genre as I have, like, in just portraits or commercial marketing or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just a different industry, so the pay is different. Oh, I think yeah. photographers put too much um, emphasis on, like, having it to be equal. Mm-hmm. And we all try to make it equal. But, like, at the end of the day, a band is not going to pay me the same amount that, like, I could get for if I went and shot a wedding or something. Which right. I don't do. But it's just not the same industry. So the, the I think the pay is... A, is a different argument too.
1: Oh yeah. And also too. going back to um, starting out and building your portfolio, the way I look at it is a lot of like jobs and, you know, firms and stuff, they, they require like a um, unpaid internship. Sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of look at like building your portfolio and starting it for free as an unpaid internship in a way Um, you pay your dues and it's not like (laughs) you just hit the gate you know, out the gate running with right. pay, you know, you're not going to get paid right off the bat. Like they want to see what your, your work is like. And if you, it's like how we were talking about, like it's a vicious cycle. Um, it's, it's like, if you don't have the, the experience, then you don't get the job, but you can't, but you can't get the experience without having the job. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, that was, I mean, that was an issue I ran into when I was like 18 and wanted to go work at Sephora, like in retail, like they were like, do you have retail experience? I'm like, no, And they're like, well, why? I'm like, because I just turned 18 and you can't work anywhere until you're 18. They're like, oh, well, so, (laughs) so then they have to take a chance on you so you can get the experience to do, you know, and it's a tit for tat cycle all the time. But I think all these Facebook groups that music photographers are in, everyone's just always cutting each other down. And I'm like, you know, it's like you have said recently in the post that you made, like it's nobody's business how much you're getting paid or if you're getting paid. If I choose to do this big thing for free, who cares? It doesn't affect you. But if I choose to also do it and get paid a bunch of money, it still doesn't affect you. Now I do get like as an industry, sometimes it like cheapens the industry if everyone's doing stuff for free. But that's kind of I feel like the digital age in a nutshell, and mm-hmm. things just aren't as um, lucrative for photographers anymore because there's not, not as much in print, and right. everyone you know is doing stuff in the digital space like well, for free or too, for little yeah. money.
1: And I feel like too with it being going from print to more digital, the world is much bigger. digital, So there's more room for people. And I like, you know, like even when I do wedding photography, like there are people who are, uh, you know, more expensive than me or cheaper than me. And just because there's someone cheaper than me doesn't mean that I'm losing um, your value. Right. Because people are going to want, I mean, you get what you pay for if they're cheaper. Generally, they're, you know, maybe newer and they don't have the experience. And whereas, you know, maybe a step up, I'm a little more experienced I'm a little more expensive when people up for me have more experience, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I mean, I feel like it's the same way with music photography. I mean, you, if you want the best, you'll pay for it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the, there's a lot of negativity on, and that's, that's something too, on social media, these, there's a bunch of public photography groups and there's just so much negativity in them, you know? And I will say that I kind of fed into that at the beginning of my career. Like, um, you know, oh, I'm not getting paid or, or, you know, why didn't I, you know, what you know, this person, th- there's iPhones in the photo pit and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I saw a direct correlation with the increase, my increase in opportunities and when I started being more positive. Mm-hmm. So, um, When I stop feeding into all that negativity and like, and I see, I see up and coming photographers that are being taught this by, by, you know, veteran photographers, you know, uh, like, oh, I didn't get approved. and you know, that band, they, they, they're terrible anyways. And, um, all that kind of stuff. Just don't feed into that. Kind of do your own thing. Be positive positive. And um, you'll see a lot more opportunities coming right because I will say there are there are higher ups in these public groups. You think it's just photography groups. There are publicists. There are people in charge of media at festivals. I actually I will tell one experience I had back several years ago. There was a post in one of the photography groups about it was iPhones in the photo pit at a festival I had just shot. And I made the comment on there something about. Yeah. And there was this. These kids in there that were saying that they were a part of a fake, fake uh, publication and they got in for free and all this kinds of stuff because they did. These kids came up to me and they're like, "I don't see how we're here. We we got in. We don't even have a real magazine." And so I made that comment on there and I got an email directly after that from one of the head of the festival's media people. And I just happened to have a good relationship with this person. So um, she she kind of called me out and she said, why did you post that in there? Why don't you come to me directly about this? Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And um, I didn't even think about the repercussions because she's her job is to vet these media people mm-hmm. so makes her look bad makes her look bad she's got people in the pit with iPhones which that's another thing like um it could be the band band person might have somebody there for social media yeah. it could be the festival having social media people with iPhones um so you just gotta like trust that everyone's there doing their job and yeah stay out of it stay out of it you yeah. know that's the thing and like you know, I have less trouble now with people with iPhones in the Photopet than I do with these professional veteran photographers pulling Hail Marys with their <laughs> cameras above their heads. like
0: I will say, not to necessarily knock the veteran photographers, but they're always the crankiest. Mm-hmm. And then, and honestly, the least professional people, I feel like, because yeah. I feel like they feel privileged that they've done this long enough, and so they're there, and they're the first ones to yell at you if you're in their way oh, yeah. or nudge you. to. I mean, it is generally a nice atmosphere. I feel like most photographers are pretty nice to each other because we're all kind of doing the same thing. But I've had a couple experiences with notably older photographers both male and female who have like literally almost made me cry because i'm like what you, yeah. what did i do like i'm here just like you like we're all getting the same shots and when you're in the pit it's an even playing field doesn't matter if you've been shooting right. for one stone for 500 years or if i just started today yeah you all have the same access and so just being cordial and polite is like half of the battle when uh sometimes like you said people are putting their cameras over their heads and blocking everyone else's shot or whatever yeah. and so it can be it's wild sometimes yeah it is it is a little battle in there sometimes (laughs) (laughs) well so we kind of met i believe at the city and color show right maybe and that was one of my first ones if not my first one at house of blues and we had kind of met on the basis of like the photo ladies group which is a group on facebook um it's kind of like a a a band of women together that like I'll shoot music and it's uh, kind of international now. And I'd love to interview the founders. I'd like to talk to Victoria at some oh, point, yeah. but She's that's awesome. how we kind of met and, or like I was in the group and you saw that I posted it and joined it. I don't remember what happened, but either way, how can you say that that group has helped or hurt you?
1: Um, I, I can only say good things about that group. Um, honestly, um, the industry is changing for the good. I think, whereas, you know, back when I first started females, in the photo pit were kind of rare. Um, now I feel like females are like kind of dominating the photo pit, which is awesome, but it was good to have like a collective that you could kind of like bounce ideas off of, um, and kind of, you know, talk about, um, issues that you've had as a, you know, a female in the photography industry. Um, but yeah, and it's, it's a great group of people and talented, like so many talented photographers in that group. I can't say enough. Um, yeah, like, I, I think that it's, it's one of those things that you just have, like, this kind of, like, camaraderie with, and I love that about the photo ladies.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember at one of the festivals, you and I met up with Katrina Barber, yeah. and some other people and took a picture, and then Katrina's the one that ended up hiring you for something, yeah. hiring me for something, and then if I can't do something, I, like, re- recommend yeah. you, and so it's, like, this big um, resource, I feel like. It's, like, a a good cult. Today. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but what kind of uh, obstacles or struggles have you seen as being a female in the photo industry?
1: Um, I, you know, it's, there's always the, the, oh, are you here with the band kind of comment <laughs> that, um, are I you a groupie or are you, you a groupie? Yeah. Like, um, are you a girlfriend of the band? I'm like, no, I have t- like $10,000 worth of equipment around my neck. I'm not with the band. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I've gotten used to kind of ignoring those. Uh, recently I've, um, had, I had a guy kind of, um, tell me how to use my camera and it's always fun. Yeah. But I'm like, I've been doing this for a while. Um, yeah. I mean, those are my only problems. I feel like, I feel like honestly, I can't give you one example for this, but I think that, um, I've seen a lot of ageism more now. Mm-hmm. Um, and me being close to 40 now, um, it's been a little bit harder for me. Um, with that aspect because I think they want the kind of young and fresh photographers and, um, and that kind of thing. And also to also going back to being a female, um, I personally haven't experienced this, so I can't speak on it, but I know that this is going to be a concern if I ever want to be a tour photographer, you know, being a female, and especially in like rock and metal it's mainly it's mainly dudes in the bands and mm-hmm. you know they have girlfriends and they have concerns and i get that so having a female on tour that's kind of a that's kind of like an issue you don't see a a, a whole lot of females on tour for that reason and that that kind of sucks but um yeah i don't know those are kind of the things that like i think about all the time
0: yeah in the industry i mean i haven't been doing it as long as you but i've definitely noticed like you always have like the dude in the photo pit was like the way too long lens and oh, the yeah. flash and all this stuff. And I'm like, we're 10 inches from the the drum kit. Like, yeah. why are you using all this <laughs> You're stuff? And get a picture of his and, pores. And they want to like show you all the things they've done. And I'm like, I just met you two seconds yeah. ago. Why are you bragging to me already? Like, it's so uncomfortable. But it's I always, know. sorry dudes, it's always the dudes. Yeah. Sometimes it's girls, and sometimes it's girls who are a little overly confident and I'm like we don't have to yeah. do this right now like just show up take yeah. your pictures be nice to each other but I don't want to hear your life story or see your website or right. whatever right now like maybe we can connect later and talk about this or like play. I love when when we'll get done shooting
1: we're in between shooting bands and like we'll get I'll get somebody that'll be like, oh, look at this amazing
0: shot I just got. And I'm like... And sometimes uh, it's not that
1: good. And yeah. then you're like, oh,
0: good, good. one. And it's yeah. awkward. And I don't feel like going up to people in and like show them what I got, like, unless we're, like, super good friends or we were all talking about struggling with the same thing. I just feel like there's a lot of... Um, Pretentiousness in general in the photo yeah. pit. And it's kind of hard sometimes to just, like, tune it out and be like, yeah. please just, like, let us all just take pictures and we can be friends later. But we only have three songs to do this, so, I like, know. let's not get too The
1: egos crazy. Are so crazy. <laughs> I will say, though, like, egos aside, I think it is important, like, on, like, social media or whatever. It's, it's okay to toot your horn once in a while, like, on social media and be like, oh, look, I got this job or whatever. Right. I will say that I have gotten... I feel like I've gotten opportunities that way because if you aren't telling people you know, what you're doing, they don't know. So like, they don't take you, like if you're friends with like, I get like publicist and things like that added on my friends on Facebook and Instagram. So like, if they don't see what you're doing, they're not recognizing you. So if you're, if it's important to, to promote your work, I think that there's a better way to do it than be a braggart about it. Maybe Mm -hmm. like, like, Oh, look at this shot I got. But I think on social media and stuff, I think it's important to kind of like, um, Because your social media is your portfolio. So I feel like it's important to kind of like toot your horn on that sometimes. Yeah,
0: I talked about that in my first two interviews with um, Thomas and Eric, if any of y'all have listened to those. But, I mean, that's always what I say. People want to know how I got this, you know, job or that opportunity. And I'm like, literally, I just am posting what I do. And it's all a humble brag. That's all marketing yes. is, especially when you're working for yourself. And, like, no one is going to, like, come knock on your door and be like, I have this great opportunity for you if they don't know, like, mm-hmm. what you're up to or what you've done or your experience. So as annoying as it can feel sometimes, like, it feels like I'm annoying people by putting all my stuff out there over and over again. But that's the only way I've gotten jobs. and Yeah. Like, like, for instance, David, um, Brendan Hall, really talented photographer. I met him at Voodoo Fest, like briefly we exchanged cards, nothing crazy, became Facebook friends. And a year later he called me when he needed a last minute South by Southwest photographer because he's like, oh, I've seen your stuff on Facebook and that's why you're hired. So it's like, you never know yeah. who's looking who's, at your who's stuff watching. Yeah. and, um, how those opportunities can come to you, but it's not going to happen if you're just like hoarding all of your work at your house, right, like you exactly. have to put it out there. Um, and I think like you said, there's a, there's a way to do it without being like um, pretentious about it. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think people are going to fault you for sharing your work. If it's your Instagram for your business, right. you would want to show your services. Right. So exactly. it's the same thing as if you built houses, you'd want to show the house you just built. Like, I mean, it's the same difference. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I mean, I had this, I had, um, an opportunity come up
0: where, um, uh, Nikon flew me out to Vegas for a panel. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about next. So you just did this panel for Nikon. Tell me all about that and how that happened and what you got to do.
1: Oh, yeah. That was that was probably the best experience of my life. I've never had an opportunity so big. And honestly, I'm still sitting here being like, I'm like, why? Why was I there? Because you're good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I was on a panel with, um, uh, well, Baron Woolman was supposed to be there, but um uh, Robert Knight and Love Todd him. yeah, Todd O. Young um, and um, uh, Mike Corrado, which um, the way I got the gig, which is funny, it's a full circle story. Um, when I first started out in photography, I used to be obsessed with Todd O. Young's um, I Shoot Shows website because... Um, I don't know if you've ever had this problem, but like reaching out to any kind of like photographer in the industry, they're very competitive. So like getting any kind of information, you know, like advice, advice, you know, they're really kind of like not really, you know, wanting to give you any of that. So um, I loved his site because it told you like camera gear and it gave you tips on shooting. And then Mm -hmm. it said what settings he had his camera at, which I know now that that's, there's no certain setting for cameras, but for shows, but So I used to be obsessed with his site and I remember one day I reached out to him in an email and I was like not expecting to get an email back because he's like this great photographer and I'm sure he's super busy but then he responded back and he answered a bunch of my questions and um fast forward to that was like gosh that was like 2009 fast forward to like 2018 uh last year or 2017 um I started doing editing at iHeart Festival. Well, Todd O'Young is one of the photographers at iHeart Festival. So you're editing his photos. I ended up editing his photos. And so when I met him, I was just like super like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm meeting you, blah, blah, blah. And, and he was just really nice and super humble. And so um, anyways, we linked up on the second iHeart Festival I shot. And um, we talked then too. And then he... um Uh, They were putting together a panel for concert photography and he suggested my name for that because we had talked and all that. But um, yeah, that's how I got the job at Nikon for the panel. Um, And we just talked about concert photography then versus now. Um and how it's changed versus, you know, back then, like when Robert Knight was shooting Led Zeppelin and mm-hmm. all that uh, versus now. And so that was like the best experience. I it was, it was only 45 minutes long, but it was like the best experience of my life. And I'll never forget that. That's like the pivotal. Like I didn't even put that on my bucket list because I didn't even think that was even going to be possible. But, yeah, speaking for Nikon, that was a huge deal.
0: I think that's a great example of how like networking and being – polite and professional and just hustling can like be a good recipe for cool things to happen oh yeah it's funny because robert knight i watched some documentary a long time ago that he was on or it was about him i don't remember my dad recorded it for me maybe in high school or something and i i didn't know who he was and i watched that and he was talking about how he did stuff with sick puppies and led zeppelin all these people and slash and um and i was like that's so cool like because this was before i even thought about concert photography being a thing because mm-hmm. at the time I knew I liked photography. My dad's a photographer, and I liked all that. But I didn't even think I always figured music photography was something that you could do if you like were in a band or were friends with the band. I never thought it was like a job. Yeah. Um, but I was really into Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, all those historical photos. So I remember watching his documentary and immediately going on Facebook to see if he had a Facebook page or something. And since he's older, I mean, I think he just had like his Facebook page, like his yeah. profile. And I added him on a whim, and I messaged him and was like, I just watched your documentary. You're so inspiring, whatever. And he responded, and he was so nice, and accepted my friend request. And so ever since then, I've kind of just, like, He's been friends nice. with him on Facebook, like, yeah. stalking him. So when I saw you were doing that panel with him, I was like, oh, my gosh. I know, that's it's the crazy. crazy. Um, and because we're friends on Facebook randomly, I mean, we don't know each other at all, but, like, he was tagged in things that you were tagged in. I'm like, this is some strange world. Line. <laughs> like, But the music photography space, I feel like, is really small, mm-hmm. especially compared to other photography, like, genres, I guess you'd say, um, I feel like we all kind of know each other through doing the same things. And I mean, I'm still fairly new to it, but sounds like it's a, that's why it's so important to be kind and professional because it's like you said, there's one person that could hear it the wrong way and it'd be so easy for you to be like blacklisted.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: That's my biggest fear, man. Well, I think we're right at about an hour. So is there anything that you think I should have asked you? Hmm. No, I think you've asked, I don't think that's,
1: you did really well. I really? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I
0: always write all these questions down and I end up not even asking half of them because we just naturally talk. Yeah. So, but, um, where can people find your work and keep up with you?
1: Um, Instagram is where I I am the most. Um, that's Photography at Instagram. I try to be better on Twitter. I'm not very good at Twitter, but it's Photograph at Twitter.
0: Or, um, Facebook.com backslash Jen D photography and Jen with one N or two, two, two ends. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, one more question. Yeah. What's up with your heart shaped glasses that you always wear? I you love them.
1: That's funny. I think <laughs> it is music related. Um, I used to be obsessed in high school with the book Lolita. I don't know why a terrible book. Um, but I always was obsessed with the cover of it with a girl with a heart shaped shades. And then Marilyn Manson had come up with a song about the heart shaped sunglasses. And like, I was like, that's it. That's all I want to wear is heart shaped sunglasses. And so that was just kind of like something I, I, I ever since I was like 18,
0: I think 18 or 19, I've just been obsessed with them. But well, that's like become your branding. I yes. Because like. yes. you have shirts and stuff too, right? Yeah.
1: I have a, I have a shirt. It's like a skull cause I love skulls too with heart shaped sunglasses. And I've got to, I've got to get a logo together somehow with that, but I haven't gotten that yet. Yeah.
0: Something with your shades. Yeah. would be cute. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much, Jen. And, Everyone should go definitely look at her work because she's been doing it for a while and is one of the most talented music photographers I know. Um, And she's always doing cool things, so keep up with her work. But thanks so much for having um, a conversation with me, Jen. Well, thanks for having me in your cool apartment. Thanks for driving three hours. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, y'all. Just popping in to give a big thanks to you for listening to this episode of Do What You Want Radio. As always, if you are enjoying what you're listening to, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and follow if you're on Spotify. Show notes for this episode and more can be found at DoWhatYouWantRadio.com. I am super active on my Instagram account, at Jordan Heffler, if you're interested in keeping up with me there. And I also have a weekly email newsletter that you can subscribe to at jordanheffler.com slash subscribe. Every Thursday, I send out a tip of the week, along with promotional information about my Do What You Want workshop series, online e-courses that help you learn to create authentically branded content that leverage growth on your social media platforms all by yourself. I also have Lightroom presets, merchandise, and just general information about my life and photography business in these email newsletters. Y'all are so awesome for listening. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep doing what you want. (laughs) Did that sound too fake?